Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we have spent a lot of time talking about a lot of different things. And often we want to do a new concept or idea. Mm-hmm. This time, though, I want to come back to what was probably my very favorite episodes. And this is early, early on. Yes. And so if you're a regular, I mean, this is over a year ago, early We're on. We're going way back. Way back to <laughs> like the sixth and seventh episodes. Yep. On empathy. And I think it's really the most important episodes all are important, but (laughs) these are my favorite and I change and update this stuff a lot over time. And there's just a lot of good information that I want to add to the empathy skills building episodes. Yes. And this I think is one of the reasons it's the most important, one of the most popular, you know, all of that is because this is about communication. Yeah. And I don't think there's a couple that comes into our office that isn't there, at least in part, for communication skills, right? Right. Right. Even if they don't think they are, right? they start to demonstrate how they talk about important things, and Mm -hmm. it's not always effective. Yes. Yes. So that's what we're doing. We're just talking more about communication, and that's what empathy skills building is about, and and we're going to add some tips, some rules to remember as you're communicating with each other. So it's like empathy communication episodes. Mm -hmm. I think we'll do probably two of these. Yeah. And if you want a refresher, you can listen to episodes six and seven. Mm -hmm. Although I'm learning that on Spotify, which is what I use, the episode numbers aren't next to the titles, which is so funny. I used to have it in the title. Oh, but I thought it was redundant. I must yeah, have been looking at iTunes, Apple. Yeah. And it yep. was like episode seven, episode seven. So I'm like, okay, I don't need to put it in twice. But Spotify, there's none at all. So you have to just read the titles. Count. So <laughs> You're counting I up. need to figure that out. One, two, three. I know. One, two, three, four, five. That's a pain. <laughs> episode 45. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. So. Um, so we're not going to go through the steps of the empathy right. skills building process because right. that is in episode six and seven. What we want to talk about are kind of general rules to remember when you're looking at communicating or doing things that are more challenging in your communication. Um, we're going to look at, uh, we're going to give you a little sneak peek. We've got a new empathy script and empathic statements that um, that are going to be really helpful, not just if you're sitting down to do an empathy right. skills session, but right. these are just phrases that are going to be so useful um, to connect with your spouse, with your children, with you know anyone that you're in a relationship with. Um, and then, yeah, we've just got rules, tips, those kinds of things. We're just going to throw a bunch more communication stuff at you. And uh, give you some ideas for how to improve how you're communicating with 
all of your close relationships. Yeah, I like that. And everybody needs more communication help anyway. So, but if you're really interested, you can always go back to those episodes and it'll walk you through step by step. And this is definitely supplemental and we'll maybe refer back to some of that or parts of that. But yeah, like Sherry said, this can be in any conversation at any time, anywhere, whereas that empathy or practicing empathy from those episodes is a lot more structured and takes right. longer. Yes. So this is for normal speech all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I think too, like, like we talked about in those episodes, it's a, it's a structured skill set. But then as you practice those empathy skill building, that exercise, you get to the point where you don't really need the structure of it and you can kind of figure out how to do that on your own and, and whatnot. So all good communication stuff. Here we go. (laughs) So this is a really good one. Something that I learned kind of the hard way, but is really obvious when you think about it. So if you want to have empathy for someone and, and just as a kind of reminder, um, empathy is four things. At least this is how we identify it. It's a lot Mm -hmm. more than this, but it's perspective taking, it's staying out of judgment it's recognizing emotion in other people and communicating that emotion. And this is why a lot of us are hung up because we're not very good at recognizing emotion or communicating emotion. Right. It's kind of how you're raised. And if your family didn't use emotion language or identify that, it's going to be a little bit foreign. But here's what we know for sure. Empathy will not be present if you're in shame. Yes. Um, and, you know, when people ask what's like the key to good relationships, boy, that's wide open and there's a lot there. But mm-hmm. the more I do this, the more I think managing your shame actually is probably the best thing you could do. If you're in shame, you won't be able to show up in empathy. Yes. And so, well, that opens a whole door of, yeah, you need to manage your shame. That's true. And we have episodes on that. So Yes. So go back to those too. I'm not going to say much about that now, but definitely know that if you are reactive or defensive, there's some shame thing going on. And if you um, need to start with a simpler, like let's say you're practicing empathy, mm-hmm. but the issue they're sharing about is really triggering probably because it's you. Yeah. It's about you. Please choose a different topic that's not related and that'll be easier. So maybe, you know, what's your most embarrassing moment in high school or when's a time that mom and dad, uh, really let you down. And I want to really hear you. And since it's not about me, I'm less likely to go into shame. Yes. So much easier to empathize. I love that as just a general tool of practicing empathy is to start with things that don't have to do with you. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really great, great tip. And then when they are about you, you can take a break, right? Like we, we talked about with empathy skills in that structured setting, you definitely want to take breaks, but that's something you can absolutely do in other situations. Um, for example, I literally had one of those moments just this past week as I was, I had my, my daughter plays football as that practice and I had my dog there and she was just loving it, just running all over the place. And I was keeping her mostly away from everybody, but you know, every once in a while she gets super excited about what was going on. I mean, they're throwing balls, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and at one point the, one of the leaders was like, Hey, um, one of the team mom was kind of, she's very, very involved. And she was like, Hey, you know, can we just like get rid of the dog? 
And so I took her and I left and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I could feel this little shame thing going on, like, oh, this this feels so bad. And, you know, and, and I was, and so on the drive home, so this is a break, right? This is me taking a break from the situation. And I just was able to sit with it and I just kind of sat with it. I was like, is that legitimate? I knew it was a legitimate ask, right? Like that makes perfect sense, but I could still feel the shame around it. And so I just sat with that for a little while and just, oh, you know, okay, totally legitimate thing. And I can, I can be totally fine with that. And I want to reach out and just let, you know, let them know that I see that that was a perfectly acceptable ask for them to make da, 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 da. So I did, I texted and I was like, Hey, thanks for calling me out on that. That was totally legit. You know, apologize that, you know, she was in the way. And, you know, if we have her there in the future, I'll definitely make sure to really make sure she's not in the middle of things. And just a little bit later, she called me back and was like, hey, it's totally fine. It, it was it was really, really okay. It was just this, right at this moment, we were waiting for this. There was somebody that was supposed to show up. And technically, nobody's allowed to have dogs, but everybody brings them <laughs> anyway. And so I didn't want when that person showed up for there to be, you know, a dog there. And, and so it was, it was totally fine and we were able to work through it, but it required my releasing my own shame and, and acknowledging the validity of what was going on and all of that before we could kind of get through that whole thing. And that brings up a really good point that your awareness of where you're at and how you're feeling and Mm -hmm. being able to take time and space to come back to reality, the reality of it's situational. It's not yes. a judgment. It's not she a doesn't criticism. Hate me. You're yes. okay. Yeah. Awesome example. And we all ought to be doing this a lot more yeah. than we do. So thank you. Yeah. It's a little bit tricky sometimes. So the next one uh, that we want to talk about is when we're listening in empathy to someone else, it's not about us. Right. And it's important not to make it about us. (laughs) It seems so simple, right? But this is like a subconscious, we do this even when we're not aware that we're doing this. We want to be understood so bad that we're listening for a break in the conversation so that we can get our stuff in to convince our partner or the person we're talking to. Yes. But that's not what empathy is. Mm -hmm. And this even happens, even if it's not like, okay, there's an issue we're bringing up and we're um, that's a concern and we need to talk about it and then, oh, now we'll, but, but this is the reason why I did, you know, and we kind of get in those spaces. This is actually generally, like it's even more generally important, right? So I grew up in a family where we talked over each other all the time and it was like just this constant, like when you, you, you tell a story and whatever, and someone else is like, oh yeah. And, and, and there's this, you know, bigger and more intense or whatever, right? So that was kind of the culture of that space. And that takes away empathy. Right. Right. And there's this this fine line between um because you can share your experience, but it you have to be aware of how you're doing it and, and is that taking away from theirs. Right. So um so a friend of mine who's also a therapist just the other day used this phrase that I totally loved. And she said, oh, okay. You know, I, I was sharing, you know, some things and she's like, oh, okay. And we were talking and so, okay. So, so I'm, if I'm looking at this from like my ability to understand where you're coming from or my ability to empathize, this is sort of my situation that 
I'm noticing the similarities, right? Because it is important to share back and forth and that sharing is connecting, but it's when we kind of take over and, and now what I'm saying is more important than what you said is kind of where that line is. And you see how it's about you at that point. Yes. It's not about the person who's sharing. It's about you one-upping or Mm -hmm. nothing, you know, bad intention, but just getting the attention back on you. Yes. Yes, exactly. So ideally, I mean, if you're going to practice empathy, you will have your turn. So hopefully that helps you to be a little more patient is this isn't always going to be, I'm always listening and you're always talking Mm -hmm. and that's how this relationship is. If it is, then you need to make some adjustments. (laughs) Yes, please do. And kind of along those same lines, um, something that I know is helpful is if you're having a conversation and the other person is sharing and it's something that you did, don't explain why you did it. Now, sometimes that can be helpful. This is mostly referring to if, if conversations are escalated or becoming heated or upset, the time will come to share why and their heart will be open enough to receive it. But if this is not going well and you're trying to end the conflict or the contention by explaining why, it probably won't land. And so when you're practicing empathy, it's all about tell me how that made you feel. And once they've de-escalated and calmed down, the why will make a lot more sense for them. So So don't throw it out first. Yep. Um, And I think sometimes when you are throwing that out first, like it negates what they're feeling um, and almost can come across sounding like, well, I have a good reason for hurting you, right? (laughs) Right. And we all do that all the time. Well, I did it because of this. Yes. But how often does that actually work to calm the situation yes, down. The person, oh, okay. They will jump right to something else <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's not about that. It's about how right. they feel. It's and if you keep felt. it on facts, but they're in feelings, you're having a head to heart conversation and that doesn't work. Right. Yes. And I like that we, you know, we can circle back around once people feel heard and seen in their hearts and their emotions, then all of the facts then makes sense. Yeah. The wise. And it's like, then you patient. can have that. Yes. You'll get there just in a different way than you think. Yep. Absolutely. So the other one, uh, another one that fits along with that is you're not trying to agree, right? So right. somebody else is having a conversation with you about something that you did or, you know, they're upset about that involves you. You don't have to agree with their perspective. Right. You don't even have to agree with how they're seeing the facts necessarily. Right. It's not about that. It's about going, oh, if you had these, this set of facts and it made this meaning about those facts, then it would make sense that you would feel like this. And I am empathizing with that. Right. I'm not even touching the facts or the meaning necessarily and telling them they're right or wrong. Like, that's not even on the table, it's, I can see how you got to this point and, and I would not want you to feel like that. That would be really hard. Right. right? Yep. And that's, that's exactly it. It gives you opportunity to express care and concern for how they're feeling. Um, because 
so you hear this a lot because I'm very fond of saying this. Mental <laughs> health is a commitment to reality at all costs. Yes. And what we try to do is come back to reality. Well, remember, yes. even if their feelings aren't based in reality, they're the still valid. are real. They're, they're real. They're feeling them. It's not like they're yes. not feeling them. And so you can't get them back to reality by challenging how they feel because that's really confusing. It would be mm -hmm. like being very angry and the person is saying, you're not angry. That wouldn't make sense to you. Right. You'd be saying, what are you talking about? You have no idea what's going on right now. That's kind of what we're doing. Yes. So the way to help them back to reality, if they need to come back to reality, Which, maybe yeah, they, they don't. But they really might not. Even if they're wrong, once their feelings are validated, they'll be a lot more open to hear what it is you have to say. So right. feelings may not be based in reality, but they're always valid. Yes, so but they're always their own reality, right? So we're living in the reality of this is their feeling. Yeah, I call it their perspective. Yeah, just because then we yes. have multiple realities. Yes, like that's doing true. A that's Marvel a good movie way to now this. or something. <laughs> Too confusing, losing interest. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's their perspective, and that's important. Um, so, you know, when we talk about we're doing that structured empathy skills. Right. That I think is one of the number one things that we have to talk about with clients and go back to is like, let it go. Yeah. It's not about their facts. It's not about um, their like the meaning that they're making that is wrong, like whether or not that's right or wrong. Like that has it's completely irrelevant to what you're doing. You're, again, taking taking the facts as they saw them, the meaning that they made. Right. And being able to say, oh, I see how you got there. And that would right. be really hard. Right. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, this is a really good principle when we're talking about communication. Lots of times couples will struggle to have face-to-face -face verbal communication. Yes. And a really good workaround is to write. You can mm -hmm. either do texting or email or something like that. You'd be surprised how de-escalated things can be in writing. So I hear couples all the time, we try this and it's not working. Do it in writing. So yes. do it by text and they'll come in and say, yeah, so we text back and forth. It takes longer, but you're able to think a lot more about what they're saying and process. And a lot of us remember are just slower processors. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a slower processor. If I'm texting with somebody, I think about it a lot differently. Yes. And so if you need to, there's no shame in saying, Hey, this conversation face to face isn't going very well. Let's move to writing. Right. I'll take a break. You take a break. I'll go for a drive, whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't text and drive. Go to a parking lot or a park <laughs> and text, but try it in writing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also try a different situation or circumstance. Um, like you can, I, you can lay down on the ground and, and yeah. try talking that way. Um, you can try talking back to back where you're not like looking at each other in the face. That can be helpful. You know, yep. some of those other things, but Writing is super helpful sometimes. Yeah, it's funny. If you're ever really angry and you're in a conversation, I mean, if you're too angry, you won't do anything anyway <laughs> that you're asked or directed to do. But if you're in that, I'm not too angry yet, but I am angry, like lie flat on your back. And we maybe even mentioned that. But it's hard to be really angry in a conversation with somebody lying yeah. flat on your back, back on the ground. Or your stomach, yeah. It's just like your body's like, what is going on here? And it changes it. So there's fun things like that. Yeah. And actually anger management techniques would be a really good episode yes. too. So 
More to come on that. Here we go. We're just getting super excited about all the things. We have all these ideas. Um, okay, so another thing to think about as you're thinking about empathy is that you have to do empathy with thoughts and feelings. So you need to be able to kind of paraphrase or like put in your own words the experience in that they're communicating in words, but you mm-hmm. also need to reflect and rephrase and, and work with their emotions. Right. And that's where that emotion will can come in really handy Yeah, where you can look at those words and go, okay, they're saying they're feeling, um, they're feeling sad and then you can reflect back and, and use words that are different than sad, but are more nuanced to try to help them understand themselves or you to understand them better. Um, are you disappointed? Are you mm-hmm. hurt? Are you irritated? You know, what, whatever that is. Yeah. So if you're not going to do a full-on empathy skills building, practicing empathy conversation, which is totally reasonable, we can't always do that. A lot of people will come in here and they say, I, I want to start incorporating more empathy, but it's not going to work to sit down and say, this is what we're doing. I just right. have to do it in other ways. Here they are don't some, even know what we're doing. Right. I just, you know, using this with my boss or my, yeah. Exactly. And for good reason, it's not ever going to be done that way. Um, or I just need some way to be empathetic that's not so involved or long, mm-hmm. there are some really cool, um, you could say, phrases or statements that we can use. And so this will be helpful. We're just going to go through them. Yes. And and this isn't just for, you know, you can use this outside, but it's also super helpful, right? These are the types of phrases that as we're coaching people as they're using the script. Yeah. These are the types of phrases where like, oh, try this phrase. Try saying it like this. Yep. And so super helpful if you're doing empathy skills. It gives you a lot of um a lot of tips and and just options and you can kind of find what works for you the best. But then again, like David's saying, this is totally usable in all these other situations that you're coming across in life that you just want to be a little bit more empathetic. And I actually added this because I had a lot of clients who were very um, right-brained, engineer, cognitive types. And they're yes. like, I just don't even know how to like say an empathy right thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so this can be really helpful and it has been really helpful to a lot of them. So as you really hear these, uh, write down your favorites mm-hmm. um, and start to incorporate them and see what you think. But Okay. So we're going to go down some some options for uh, empathy uh, script um, you, and understanding. I have empathy script and empathic know, statements. Like, They're all the same. They're so all the same. you could just okay. say, here are some empathy uh, These phrases These ones are or more statements. about... I mean, the ones on the left are a little more, you got to fill it in. Right. I'm trying to think of how that... It's They're more like... A, A little more like getting feedback from the other person, right? Yeah, like after they've. Sh- well, no, I guess they're both after they shared. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just kind of go down. There's not a real clear. So I'll back up here. a little bit since I kind of was like, <laughs> um. So we're gonna go ahead and 
just list off some of these options for you. So I guess we can just go back and forth and I'll say one and then yeah. David can say one. Okay. So the first one is no wife, husband, or whoever it is you're speaking to should ever blank, right? So should ever have to feel like they're going to be abandoned right. or worried about if, um, if they're going to feel heard or, you know, anything like that. So it's a blank, fill in the blank, right? So no blank, no wife, husband, relationship, whatever that is, should ever blank, yep. ever have to feel blank. Another good one is just a simple, I'm sorry that you blank. So a little more than I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but it shows recognition of whatever that is. I'm sorry that you blank. Yeah. And especially again, remember, this isn't, I'm sorry that you fact, right? It's, I'm sorry that you felt or were right. experienced this, feelings. these feelings, uh -huh. right? Yep. Okay. The fact that blank is evidence that blank. Yep. <laughs> these two are just blanks. Sound this so is our funny. only two blank ones. Yes. <laughs> it sounds funny to say it that way. Um, so the fact that you are hurting is evidence to me that you really care maybe yeah. as, as an example. The fact that you're so angry is evidence that I've really hurt you. Mm. Yeah. Any, any statement like that is, um, really insightful for them. Yes. And so yes. I know there's two blanks, but, and it sounds complicated, <laughs> but you practice this and it'll land well, definitely. Yes. Um, you're right about blank. This seems like an obvious one, but we don't use this very well or very often. Just you're right about yes. this thing. Yes. That sounds good to hear it in a conversation, especially if it's a little bit escalated mm -hmm. to hear you're right about this. That yeah. sounds good. Yep. Okay. You must be feeling blank. At any time, you can just drop this in a conversation. You must be feeling blank. You must be feeling hurt. You must be feeling unseen. I want to reassure you that blank. This is a good one. I love anything that says I want to reassure you. I want to reassure you that you're important to me, that I hear you, that I love you, anything you want. But mm -hmm. reassurances are good. Okay. Again, I'm sorry that you blank. Remember, again, that's a feeling a feeling statement we're going for the feelings of it so again i'm sorry that you felt like i abandoned you mm -hmm. i'm sorry that you felt like i was upset or you know whatever that is a simple question what can i do for you right now because mm. we don't ask that very often Again, we're so caught up in what I want you to do. Yeah. What can I do for you right now? I mean, yes. be genuine and sincere. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Right. Be open to whatever you they might say, but ask the question. Yeah. What do you need? What do you need right now? What can I provide for you right now? I love that. Um, let me tell you what I want for you. This is a good one. This is step five. Or even may I share what I want with you, right? Yeah, like give yeah, them may permission I share. to uh, 
to uh, to be able to open if they want that right right in that moment and you're right yeah it goes goes back to that step five and the empathy skills um structure of sharing what you want for them and and several of these actually fit into that step five space right um i would never want you to feel Da, 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 all the things that you felt abandoned and unheard and unseen right. and in pain. And, um, and so this is similar to that, but in the positive sense, mm-hmm. I always want you, I would always want you to feel seen. I would always want you to feel heard and accepted and worthy and loved. And in addition to those blanks, here's just some statements you can make anytime in, in any conversation where it fits. Um, you're making complete sense. This is my favorite. Like if you have done therapy with me, this is probably the one I go to the absolute most. That makes complete sense. I think I've said that many times on here. Yep. Because again, the thing that I always say, you know, if you really understand someone, they make sense. And so what a beautiful thing to go through an empathy Um, whether it's a structured empathy skills or whether you're just being empathetic with someone and you've gone through, if you remember when you're doing that, we talk about it's really critical to go all the way and understand them completely. Don't leave anything out. Is there anything else? Is there anything else? So that you really fully, 100% understand them. And then to get to that point and to be able to look at them and go, oh my gosh, that makes perfect perfect sense. So I love that one. That one's my favorite. Okay. All right. Uh, I had to jump in there because I was like, oh, you got to say my favorite one. Um, another one is, I think I understand how you feel. Right. And again, this is not going to be useful until you've done the whole thing. Right. Until you've been, it can be useful, but you got to say it a certain missing, way. Yes. You have to have a certain intention about it. Yes. Like, I think I understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. which is an open, it's not closed. You're yes. not ending things by saying that. Um, you're still open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're definitely not, yeah, you don't want to shut that, shut it down. And But understanding how they feel, uh, for them to feel that you're really understanding is really helpful. And this next one, you know, you can change the wording on this a little bit, but here's the core of it. I just feel such sadness and pain in you when you talk about this. Yeah. So it's recognition that there's a lot going on for them when they're talking. And again, very validating if they hear this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or I, I can sense, I'm sensing a lot of sadness mm-hmm. or pain or, yep. yeah. And that would feel so hard. This, this topic, this experience is really important to you. Mm-hmm. Or had a big impact on you. Anything mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Here's a good one when someone's feeling really stuck. It feels like an impossible spot you're in. Does that feel impossible to you? You know? It's good recognition. Yeah. I can feel the pain you feel. Now that one, use it if you actually feel their pain. Right. Don't just use it casually, but... You know, if you're listening to them, you will to some degree. And mm-hmm. so share that you do. That, again, shows active listening and they know that you're paying attention. Yeah. 
And you can even kind of clarify it by saying, you know, man, I can feel what you're, I can feel that pain that you're feeling and, and recognizing I'm probably not even feeling it near the extent that you are. Yeah. Right. So that they're able to kind of see and feel that, okay, I'm, I'm feeling heard and seen, but also they're, they're not going to feel it all as much as I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. And they recognize that they're not like, Oh, I got it. Let's move on. You know? Um, I need, I need to pay attention when you're in this much pain. This is one of my favorites for sure. This is really beautiful. Sherry has her favorite and this is probably my favorite. I need to pay attention when you're in this much pain. What a, what a validating phrase to hear that. Yes. That is really, really beautiful and gentle. I like that one a lot. Um, I wish you didn't have to go through this. Yeah. We don't say that a lot, but we feel it. And it's one of those sad things where we don't say as much as we could and Mm -hmm. it would help if we did say more. But I think that one, we don't want people that we love to be going through the hard things they go through. So share that. Yeah. Just say it. All right. Lots of empathetic statements that you can use. Um, Lots of tips and tools and communication and empathy. And we're going to come back next time and we'll share another uh, batch of communication tips with you. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.